So what's with all those readings? Do you get it? They're just a few examples of salvation history. Father, what is salvation history? Thought you'd never ask. Salvation history is the fact that God is always faithful and you and I are not. And so example after example after example we heard and sang our songs, our psalms in between them. And we still don't really get it. But let's back up. Let's back up to that Saturday. So remember, Jesus died on Friday, and he had to be buried before the Jewish Sabbath began at sundown. So nobody went to the tomb on Saturday because it was the Sabbath. You didn't do that. So early the next day, Mary Magdalene got up as early as possible, and she saw the stone had been moved. Now, we're not talking about a landscape boulder. We're talking about something that covered the mouth of a cave. Too large for one person, certainly. And the Romans wanted to keep that dang thing sealed because he said he was going to rise and we want to make sure this doesn't happen. And of course, they'd not only lose their job, they would have been killed. And here we are. So the service of light that we just did reminded us in a very, very, very vivid way that God desired to enter and to exit the world in darkness. And that really accents his title as the light of the world. So we started in darkness because that's where we are without Christ. We are in the dark. But just as you saw when the People kept coming in with the candles little by little. One flame makes a difference. We tend to help him to understand what that light of the world is about. You see, Christians are really a Holy Saturday people. We say an Easter people because you and I cling to the hope that's going to always come in the midst of the darkest parts of our lives. And God knows that our lives seem pretty dark sometimes. So are we signs of that light? You know, hand ringers and worriers and angry, judgmental, negative people are not witnesses to the resurrection. They do not reflect the light of the world. And our world desperately needs this light. Desperately needs this light. So when we began the vigil, little by little, that flame entered the church and spreads person by person and the light gets brighter and brighter and it reminds us that God's history is the same way. It all began with promises. The thing of it is is that the people up to Jesus' time were just looking for it. They were looking. And then Jesus came and it's kind of like, is this the guy? And I don't even know if some of us are looking for it. And he's still the guy. Little by little, century by century, that brightness grows or not to the way you and I live our lives. It's not the world's fault. It's ours, responsibility. In fact, it's really interesting if you study the early church, 
the resurrection was the central theme in the early church. The people got together, not because of the crucifixion. They got together because of the resurrection. The, the crucifixion didn't become a popular devotional thing until much later. And I sometimes wonder, I don't know anybody who's written on this, but I wonder if we're more comfortable with the crucifixion. It happened way back there, and yeah, Jesus did that for me. But you see, the resurrection moves us forward. It is about the future. It is about responding to what the power of the crucifixion was. But sometimes we just like to sit in the past, maybe, huh? And so the early church, the resurrection was much more important. Why? It was much more important than Christmas. Why? Because all of us were born. Only one guy raised from the dead. We got it all backwards. We get all excited about Christmas for the wrong reasons. And then Easter comes along and we're fiddling around with eggs. Incidentally, you know why we use eggs. Because the chicken breaking out of the shell is Christ breaking open into the world. Not the Cadbury ones, the chicken ones. So Christians really then, we're a holy Saturday. We say we're an Easter people and hallelujah is our song because we cling to hope. Pope Francis said, if we are not hopeful people, we are not Christians. And so in the darkest of the dark times, if we look and act and sound just like everybody else, we are not Christian. We might be religious people, but we're not Christian. Now, think about back to that first Saturday for a minute. So, they knew that Jesus said these things. But now, what happened? They didn't think it was going to turn out this way. They didn't think he was going to get crucified. He told them he was, but they were arguing about who was the best. I wonder what they were thinking. This absolutely just man that had done all kinds of things for all kinds of people was now punished like he was guilty of a crime. And if it's human nature to mourn the most over the people we love the most, then Holy Saturday is a metaphor for our life. If you've ever mourned over somebody, then you know what it means. You know what Holy Saturday is about. St. Paul tells us that without the resurrection, the Christian faith is folly. It's folly. It's a mistake. No hope, no Christianity, because there's no Christ. There's no Christ. So, as a pastorate, we've been talking about for 40 days, who is this man? So my question tonight, don't raise your hand, but I want you to think about it long and hard. So where are you? In answering that question, who is this man? Where are you with that? I can't answer that for you. You answer that for yourself. Who is Jesus for you? Because you see, and I mentioned this uh, on Good Friday, if Jesus was just an historical figure, then we've just wasted 45 minutes. If it's just something that happened back then and doesn't happen now and the resurrection doesn't mean a promise to us, then we are wasting our time and we are going to be eternally sorry. 
Because you see, if Jesus was just a great moral teacher, a nice guy with great special effects, then this all comes crashing down when the tomb gets sealed. And if Jesus' passion and death didn't result in the resurrection, which calls forth from you and I a transformation we have to change, then he was either a liar, a lunatic, or a legend that was made up by his followers, or he was who he says he was. Each person has to figure that out for themselves. He's Lord of heaven and earth. And is he going to be Lord of our life as well? Nobody can accept Jesus for me. I have to do that myself. So think about that Holy Saturday. It was the worst day of the disciples' lives. Not when he was crucified, because they ran away. Thank God for the faithful women. First witnesses of the resurrection. Everything that they had believed in was dashed. They were scared to death. But they didn't despair the way Judas did. So we're an Easter people because the light of faith was given to each one of us at baptism. And it was strengthened at our confirmation. But we have to accept it. We have to believe it. We have to own it. We don't have to understand it because we will never understand it. But we have to live it. No one can do that for you, and no one can do that but you. So just like as we saw a little bit ago how the light spreads through the, the congregation at the vigil, Christ, the light of the world, will spread through you and by you, but only if each of us chooses each day to make the Alleluia our own, no matter what. Happy Easter. <laughs>